For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Rolling, yep. Levy. Frataloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. <laughs> I still want to know what Levy brings you Garage Logic <laughs> Podcast number 572, March 4th, 2021. Apparently, uh, this is the day when what Trump's going to be inaugurated as the 19th yeah. president of the, March of the country. Yeah. Yeah. 61 degrees on this day in 1983 and in the year 2000, and 22 below on this day in 1873. Whoop, oh, wrong one. Boom. I want to hear it. And anything. now, from the mayor's office, <laughs> above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Just a minute, what am I hearing? The levy? See, the problem is, fellas. I'm hearing an airplane that sounds like it's on my roof. We never know if it's us playing him or if he's actually playing us. Because how can you not know that the levee is going to (sighs) break? Because you guys have vetoed everything I want to talk about today, I'm going to. uh, (laughs) We're going to turn to national news. Okay. Honest to God, I have just experienced the loudest aircraft noise. That's that's that long, long runway. They use that one when they've got a really, really big one. It goes right up over your me mountain. apparently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I wish I'd have seen it. I could yeah, watch airplanes all day. It's eerie uh, because, like you said, they're really low and they're really big, and yeah. it looks like they're struggling. For years and years and years, there was a uh, Delta nonstop from Minneapolis to Tokyo, yeah. uh, and it was a 747. And when it flew over the golf course, I swear to God, it was like you could reach up your wedge and touch it. No. Yeah. And it just yeah. absolutely appeared to be hanging there. And, oh, I just it, so look forward to that every day why or would every it, weekend or whatever. It help me. Why, why would it take off so low? Well, I suppose it's loaded with people and gas, and, and it's fuel. a 747, yeah. and uh, he, he's got nothing but time. He's going to Tokyo. Yeah. So, so he's taking go. it easy on the gas pedal. Got to get the right. mileage. Plus, there's yeah. all those f- fat Americans in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the White House abruptly cut video feed of a virtual event yesterday after President Joe Biden asked reporters for questions. Said, I'll take your questions. Biden said, I'm happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do. And then, uh, Reavers, what happened? Here's what took place. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do, Nance, whatever you want me to do. And scene. What, what, what would I be seeing right then what, if I was... So for 10 seconds, he says his gibberish, and then it cuts to, thank you for joining wh.gov. I'll be which, was the, uh, which was the network feed uh, for the internet connection. 
The president appeared to look off camera for direction before his image was replaced with a graphic of the White House. His final comment was deleted from the video of the event posted to the White House YouTube page. Breitbart News reported Biden has not held a solo press conference in the 42 days he has been president, breaking a 100-year record. CNN's Jake Tapper wrote on Twitter that Biden's 15 most recent predecessors all held a former solo press conference within 33 days of taking office. Formal. What did I say? Former. I'm sorry, formal. Yeah. Suits, so, you know uh, what this is? This is FDR's wheelchair. That's what this is. We're being hoodwinked. And the Nance, Nance, he's referring to is Nancy Pelosi. Would you play it again, please? Sure. Uh, just give me one second, and here's the president. Thank you, thank you. And I'm happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do, Nance, whatever you want me to do. And even the, uh, the sign language gal also shares the feed, and she kind of looks around like, thank you, thank what's, you. What's, what's going on here? Okay, well, are we to suspect uh, nefarious doings by the White House technical staff to prevent him from taking questions? Oh, I guarantee they were instructed to do that. That didn't happen by accident. Hmm. Or are we reading way, 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 way too much into something that's well, just help, help super me. innocent? Because the first thought that came to mind, John, you've probably monitored it more than anyone. Has he taken any questions at any press conferences that he's he, had? He, he hasn't had a press conference, but he, he has taken one, some. Yeah, he's a, that's what we just said. Well, he's had he, some briefings though, where he's, he's he's had yeah he's given speeches where he's taken questions here and there, okay, but nothing nothing long and engaged, uh, you know, like like a press conference. A lot of it was BS, but you can hand it to Trump that he sure as hell had a lot of press conferences. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. Probably so John, you were you were snickering a little bit. You, you think this is all uh, a lot of nothing, a lot of yeah. BS? Yeah. yeah, I do. But I, I agree fully that he should be, you know, out there in front of the public doing something. He shouldn't be. We have something. I don't, I don't think this situation in and of itself proves anything. We have right. something far more uh, disturbing uh, out of Washington, D.C. than the uh, than the president losing his microphone. Uh-huh. Are you aware of H.R. Uh, 1, a, a Democratic campaign bill? Yep. Yeah. Mother of God, it changes the country. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, of course, the Dems are all on board, and President Biden said he'll uh, sign it uh, if it's uh, passed by the Senate. He says it's urgently needed to strengthen democracy. Uh, but if you read this, uh, well, let me get to the... Uh, I look forward to working with Congress to refine and advance this important bill, Biden said, and I look forward to signing it into law after it has passed through the legislative process so that together, let me bend this microphone down a little bit, okay, so that together we can strengthen and restore American democracy. Uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said the legislation is needed to combat voter suppression efforts in states. The bill would create automatic voter registration across the country, and allow felons who have served their sentences to vote. The bill would also, much to my dismay, expand early voting and enhance absentee voting by simplifying voting by mail. We have, uh, we have uh, fixed everything that was ever wrong with voting. We have fixed it. What's the saying I'm looking for? Oh, we have fixed everything about voting that wasn't broken. Yeah, if it's not broken, break it and fix the hell out of it. Okay, now here's the... 
Got another yeah. airplane. Got another one, huh? You wow. guys hear it? You the guys old, hear it? The old yeah. 1210 yep. on MSP. <laughs> All right, here's the most disturbing part of this. Uh, almost as though, uh, as Kelsey said, while we were asleep, we, we have awakened to this. The bill would also require more online political ad disclosures. Oh no, wait, you haven't heard the best part or the worst part. And force all organizations involved in political activity to disclose their large donors. Okay. A major pillar of the legislation is setting up a new public financing system for congressional and presidential elections to incentivize small dollar donations. The legislation would establish a six-to-one match using taxpayer money wow. for each grassroots contribution to a candidate up to $200. For example, a $200 donation to a House candidate would garner a $1,200 match in public funds for a total oh. contribution of $1,400. They're asking me and you to pay for the campaigns of House and presidential candidates. That's taxpayer money that would be used to fund the campaign. When is the Trump going to take the, over? Was it today or next week? Today. The public match program would be funded by a new 4.75% surcharge on criminal and civil penalties and settlements that corporations pay to the U.S. government. The nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office estimated this week the new revenue stream would generate about $3.2 billion over 10 years. Republicans, as they should have, blasted the public financing provision as a way to line the campaign coffers of members of Congress. This bill isn't for people, it's for the politicians, said Representative Rodney Davis, a Republican for uh, Illinois. This is an outrage. This isn't America. This is a banana republic. We're going to use money that doesn't belong to us to fund our own campaigns. How could this be thought to be a good idea? Well, it's, it's not. I mean, there wasn't a... In fact, there were not only not one Republican, but there were also two Democrats that voted against it, correct? Well, that's yeah. not enough. But, but, and they claim it, it would be funded by a new tax on criminal and civil senate. Well, what if that doesn't result in enough money? Where do you think it's coming from? You. And, and by the way, what obligation does Congress have to incentivize me to donate to somebody? Right. They none. don't have enough. No, none. This is, this is another example of a life led so independently from the rest of us that they can't even see the folly of this. They're to the point now where they're saying, you know, to fund our special life in America, let's get the taxpayers to pay for uh, those of us who want to run for office. Well, yeah, you have to agree. It's brilliant on their part. Jesus, God in heaven. But, but then Schumer gets in front of a, a microphone and said, this is the People's Act, or what, what BS name did he call it? This it's is called, for the People's uh, Act. Or, for the People Act yeah. of 2021, known as H.R. 1. It passed Wednesday, 220 to 210. No Republicans joined with Democrats in approving the bill. He, he, he's Beavis, right, not Botox? Uh, Schumer. He's Beavis. Yeah, Beavis and Botox. That's right. Nancy's Botox. That's right. Yeah. 
a major pillar of the legislation is setting up a new public financing system for congressional and presidential elections to incentivize small dollar donations. You greedy bastards. The legislation would establish a six-to-one match using taxpayer money for each grassroots contribution to a candidate up to $200. Okay, so somebody wants to send 200 bucks to Ilhan Omar, right, mm-hmm. in the next election. That would result in a $1,200 match in public funds to Ilhan mm-hmm. Omar. Mm-hmm. For a total contribution, because of that one so-called grassroots two hundred bucks, uh, for a total contribution of fourteen hundred dollars. So my money ostensibly would be used to help Ilhan Omar's campaign fund. I don't want to vote for Ilhan Omar, and I don't want my money used to vote for Ilhan Omar. And don't tell me, you euphorians who somehow can see the merit in this, please explain to me how, don't tell me that it will be funded by a 4.75% surcharge on criminal and civil penalties and settlements that corporations pay to the U.S. government. I'm not sure I understand that. Could John Hyde help me? No, I, I can't help you at all because uh, that amount of money is that going to even be close to what's needed once all this is. You know, they say they say it would generate. They say that surcharge would generate three point two billion over ten years. That yeah. doesn't sound like enough to fund all these campaigns. No, not for ten years of campaigns. No, well, not Pyra- ten years. Pyramid scheme. But you guys, there are so many people now, myself included, that don't trust the election process in this country. This just opens the floodgates to make it that much worse. I, I, I happen to agree with you. The, the, the ballot harvesting thing, and I know we saw the video, Joe, you didn't really get on board with it because you didn't want to trust the guy's cell phone video, which I completely respect. But that's going on all over the country already. Mm-hmm. You know what I see when I look out the window? John, come on. <laughs> you saw that video. I saw that video, yeah. You know what I see when I look out the window? Birds. Hmm. Retirement. Oh, no. <laughs> I got till two fifteen today to make up my mind. <laughs> uh, where's that? Where's that leave the GLers though? I mean, w- what are we supposed to do here? I'm being, yeah, some, I'm being, I'm being somewhat <laughs> facetious, but You're damn right uh, you are. But but boy, there's not much time left to enjoy an America yeah. that we once knew. There, there really isn't. And and to completely switch topics, but it's germane to the political class. I predict, I've, I've been doing a lot of thinking about this on the Garage Logic Service Road of Life. I predict the Chauvin trial will be the last nail in the coffin of Minneapolis. I believe the city will be even more ruined and will not recover. I believe it will not recover. And I'm basing this, I'm basing this on our now year-long observation, analysis, and study of the incompetent 13 members of the city council who are in way over their head when it comes to a trial of worldwide magnitude. Mm-hmm. They, they, I, they, are, they will fail miserably at keeping a tight rein yeah. on this city because they've already told us vocally for a year that they hold police itself in contempt. I don't doubt that. I hope you're wrong. But I, I hope I'm wrong, doubt. too. I hope I'm I wrong, too. I don't doubt it at all. I could see and military uh, checkpoints and the guard never going home and Beirut and the whole thing. And, and Reavers, for a young guy like you, you can say goodbye to the Twins, ultimately, and the Timberwolves. Yeah. And I don't know what will become of the Vikings. 
because that city will cease to exist as a functioning city when the dust settles after the Chauvin trial. And I'm basing that, and I hope I'm wrong, I'm basing it purely on the fact that we have no evidence, zero evidence, that that city council has the interests of its citizenry at heart. They have the interests of the protesters at heart, but not their own citizenry. And the unfortunate thing, we have... You know what they told businesses? Good luck. You're on your own. Better check with your insurance provider. <laughs> well, that was about, the message sent to the business people of Minneapolis. Well, how about the quote from Annette Meeks? When uh, which which council, worthless council person was it? Fletcher. Fletcher. Yeah. Oh, said, you better get more security yeah. if you're getting your cars ripped off. <laughs> are you are you kidding me? <laughs> but we had our guest last week, Kevin Williamson. Uh, he he nailed it. You know, I, I I was working downtown on the weekends for the last five years, and I saw the decline right in front of my eyes. I mean, you saw it pre-pandemic and pre, pre-George Floyd. Pre-pandemic, pre-George Floyd, it was going downhill already, and this just accelerated it. I, it's a dreadful, dreadful, dreadful proposition uh, for me to say that, and, and I, 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 I take no pleasure in saying it. But what we, the, what we also have learned is that that charming veneer of the City of Lakes, you know, that charming veneer really really was very thin it didn't take long for it to completely disappear yeah it just completely disappeared february 4th 2018 you had a super bowl in downtown minneapolis in the spring of 2019 virginia beat texas tech in the title game of the final four the city was alive look how quickly it disappeared and that was such a fun weekend and you're out. never getting no. another Final Four, and you're no. never getting another Super Bowl because this city will cease to function as a normal operating city. Well, technically, we did just announce that we're getting the women's Final Four. For when? 20, John, help me, 2022? Yeah, it's two years, I think. Or 23. I can't remember which one. Want to bet? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. Okay. Back in the car, you turn back to Washington. Oh. A major pillar of the legislation is setting up a new public financing system for congressional and presidential elections to incentivize small dollar donations. Let me stop with that one again. Uh, I said, what obligation do you, Nancy Pelosi, have uh, to incentivize people to make political donations? What, unless the, I suppose their argument would be, well, we'd rather get, you know, $50 from, from a guy who owns a grocery market in Wichita than we'd, than we'd need $50 million from big tech. That's the kind of BS they're thinking, that this will involve the common man and women more in the political process, which is BS. It's just another way for them to get money. And in this case, they're using yours. Positive Thursday. There ain't nothing positive about it. What a travesty. What a god-awful travesty this is. Honest to Pete. Honest to Pete, whoever Pete is. Used to be a sales guy here. <clears throat> the Alpha News site uh, can, can ferret out some interesting news, can't they? Yeah, they can. Uh, like a parent with uh, MS... Uh, banned from their his kids' basketball games because he briefly took off his mask to get a better breath. Yeah. Happened down in uh, Ellendale. Uh, I'm not 
I'm not mentally prepared to move on yet. All right. Are, are you going to just... God, let's stop and have a sandwich or something. <laughs> <laughs> a smoke, a quick smoke. Well, I have laid some heavy things out there, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, you have. And I'm trying to work my way through this HR1 thing. And this is... I mean, this is life-changing for the entire United States. It's not American. It's not American. No. No. This is beyond the pale. Mm -hmm. But we feel helpless. At least I do. Because what what am I going to be able to do about it? What are you guys going to be able to do about it? Well, I I have no faith in my two senators. They voted for it. Of course. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. We're on an island by ourselves. How do they not see what we see well kenny i i think they do and they just don't care all they care about is remaining in that office in that space as joe said to remain on that third rail that's the only thing they give a damn about mm-hmm. they don't care about us no they really don't well uh let's make this our last show <laughs> Let's, wow. let's just retire. Let's just retire right now. Well, I got, I got till two fifteen to, to decide. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what's the point in going forward? We're all screwed. We're we're living under the, an iron fist. And in Minneapolis, you won't you won't even have a structured city anymore. Kenny, what's that website? Trainingndt.com. Because <laughs> I got two kids in elementary school, I got a long ways to go before retirement. I mean, we ha- we don't even have an avenue to push back here. Pushing back is pointless. We have a fairly popular podcast, and we push back every day, but it's not nearly enough. I know th- I'm going. And people like us, we're 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 called racists yep. and KKK yep. and haters and trump's army and you know everybody on the conservative side of the aisle is labeled a zealot well because conservatism itself has been demonized hell even moderate democrats are now being labeled and pushed aside if anything i'm classically liberal (laughs) but that doesn't mean what it used to mean no it doesn't mean what it used to mean well, at the risk of getting a, a ton of hate mail, is this because of the control that now exists in Washington? The, what do you mean? The, the control being uh, the far left side of the political aisle? Yeah. Yeah, they're making hay while the sun shines, and, baby. And it flipped after what happened on January 6th, correct? Mm-hmm. They have the same problem with the Democratic Party in Washington as we do in Minneapolis. There's the Democratic Party, and there's the Mysterian Democratic Party. In Minneapolis, you've got the DFL, and, and then some people who believe they're DFLers but aren't. They're, they're something else. They're heathens. And they're going to ruin their city. It's going to go away. That city will cease to function. And as that... Uh, as, uh, was it Kevin Williamson we had on who writes for the uh, mm-hmm. National Review, which I've since subscribed to? Uh, you, you take one major company out of there, and it's 5,000 employees, and that's, that'll be the tipping point. Well, didn't Target announce that they— Well, they, they, they did not announce leaving Minneapolis. They announced a delay of returning. That's what it was, yeah. And that was how many thousands of employees? I think they have 7,000. Yeah. And U.S. Bank and Wells Fargo have thousands. And 
And I know that part of the reason that Target decided that, because I know someone that works at that corporate office, there was so much pushback from the employees saying, we're not coming back to downtown. We don't want to work. We don't feel safe. Um, and that was part of their reason. I need to figure out for me personally, I need to understand where they're coming from. I, I need a reliable source on their side that I can sit down and have coffee with. And it, I want I want them to explain their point of view without trying to shove it down my throat with no screaming, no yelling. Tell me why you think this will work. Are you talking what, about the, a city council what, member, for example? Anybody on that side. What evidence, what proof do you have that this will work? Where on the globe has what you're doing worked? Never has. Well, that's, why well, that's what I think. But uh, evidently, what do they think? They're breaking new ground here? This is what it, I tried to pursue with Williamson. I, I have been attempting to pursue the end game answer. What? How can you possibly look at this city in the condition you have it in right now and think that this is a good thing? This is it's a globally a proven failure unless you dig the likes of North Korea or China, where there's no rights at all. Mm -hmm. I think part of the problem in Minneapolis, it almost seems like a lost cause, like Kenny said. What's the point? Why, why even pursue it any further? But I think when we start talking nationally and everything, both sides are so entrenched on their weird yep. extremes mm -hmm. that it's impossible nobody's, for me to sit and argue about. Nobody's you know. willing to go to the country club or the golf course or the lunch table and just sit down and talk and have a cigar and, and sh shoot oh, the bleep. Yeah. They you know? hate each other. Nobody's willing to other. do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, I, I I do it routinely with people. It, it's done all the time, I yeah, think, in, yeah. in private life. Uh, it's just well, not done we, politically. We all have friends who are the opposite of what we think, and we get along fine. I, I can I, have I, the I greatest. Think, anyway. I can have a great time with Mike Cerisi, who I happen to like as a friend, but we couldn't be further apart politically. Well, will he talk to us? Sure. Well, does he understand what they are doing and what their goals are? We need somebody to talk to us, Such. I can I can put the feeler out for Mike to see if he. I don't know that he might consider himself uh, an expert in that department, uh, but he's certainly been a longtime successful Minneapolis attorney. So we need to talk to somebody without yelling with us without us trying to cram our side down and and the, the, the light the same on theirs we just need to talk to somebody i need to figure this out because none of what they're doing makes any sense well even better would be if we could find a dfler who is as appalled as we are but then uh, we're still we're still yelling and screaming and choosing sides. No, we need no, to no. Just let me let me. No, no. Uh, Kevin Williamson, in his piece uh, in the uh, National Review, he quoted an unnamed member of the political yeah. uh, class in Minneapolis who yeah. uh, remains a DFLer, but is is astonished at what's happening. That's the kind of person I want to talk to because that person must have an inkling of what they're up to and what they want, what their end game is. If if you look at the failure to reopen 38th in Chicago as a microcosm 
of the city and its uh, ineffective leadership. That can happen to the whole town. Mm -hmm. That what what could be brought about is the is the complete breakdown of moral. Here we go again. The breakdown of moral and ethical integrity, uh, including following the law. Yeah, that's why I said we're going to have National Guard and military-style checkpoints. Show us your papers. 38th in Chicago is run by unelected sheriffs. Uh, it's like coming across a gang of highwaymen in a medieval forest. They, uh, <laughs> who are they? They're running an intersection that's paid for by the taxpayers. And they're deciding who gets in and who gets out. And this is fine with the Minneapolis City Council. This is fine with them. They have no will to undo that. No will. And they've let it go too long now. It's tribal warlords in the mountains of Afghanistan. Yes, this yes. is ridiculous. Yes. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. And, and so there, uh, to bring us back full circle and maybe take a water break, uh, you can see why... It is very easy to embrace the pessimistic idea that there's not a chance in hell that that city has the leadership in place to survive this trial. They can't remove a closed intersection. How in the hell are they going to save their city when they virtually invited every malcontent from Philadelphia to Portland to waltz in here? And they're more worried about them than they are you. Yeah, and those businesses and the people they employ. Yeah. Oh hell, wash it down with a red Savoy and the <laughs> beverage of your choice. Harmony spirits. <laughs> There's nothing else you can do. There really isn't anything you can do. Red Savoy. I'm telling you right now, there's a free offer. You get the garlic cheese bread, which is fantastic. When you get the pizza of your choice, but you got to go online to do it on the Reds app or SavoyPizza.com. When the world's going to hell, I get a little hungry. That's it. <laughs> Me, all I got is this Red Savoy. <laughs> and I'm not letting go of the box. Nope. Soda style, cutting squares. Use Joe at checkout for the free cheese bread. Uh, and if you haven't had one yet, you're going to really enjoy this the original recipe from 1965 at the original Red Savoy on 7th Street in St. Paul. It is fabulous. I'd get the house special if I were you, but that's just me. I'm not like Rookie. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. You get whatever you want. Go online and check it out. It's fantastic. Red Savoy has restaurants in Apple Valley, Blaine, Burnsville, Egan, Eden Prairie, Edina, Hugo, Lakeville, Osseo, Roseville, St. Louis Park, downtown St. Paul, White Bear Avenue on the east side, Snelling Avenue in St. Paul, Vadness Heights in Woodbury. Everybody's close to a Red Savoy. Uh, just take advantage of the apps so you can get the free cheese bread with your next order. That's a limited offer, and it's for online use only, GLers. You just can't walk in and get the stuff. you got to go online to the app or SavoyPizza.com and Check it out, Red Savoy. It's Positive Thursday, and that means Mr. Mike Schoonover of Schoonover Body Works and Glass in Shoreview is with us. Good afternoon, Mike. Hi. Good afternoon, fellas. Good to be here. S say, uh, Mike, uh, I got a question for you. Uh, you want to wash my truck for me? <laughs> 
Absolutely, Kenny. No, that, no, boy, no. that would feel no. good to watch that thing. That no, I, I, I'm not sure here, Mike. This thing hasn't seen a dollop of soap since January. And now that the gravels are thawed out, I've got about a half inch of muck encrusted on it, and the underside is growing these weird, mucky, salty stalactites. It's really, really gross. Uh, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I mean, how do you protect your paint when you live on a gravel road? Come on. Oh, Kenny, after you wash that thing, uh, bottom side and top side, uh, you know, you should, we should put some clear, uh, clear, uh, 3M clear ta- uh, paint protection on that. What is that? Uh, they make a, it's a great product. It's just, it's, uh. It's a protective paint film made by 3M. It's about, I don't know, eight mils thick. And uh, it protects against rock chips and dings and all that kind of stuff. You put it on your door edges. You put it anywhere you're, where you're going to rub your paint off. Oh, so like behind the fender well, uh, uh, behind the, the wheels on the back fender. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. It's wherever your oh. paint is going to be exposed to elements. And, you know, in your case, you're driving over well, boulders wouldn't really be protected from that stuff, but yeah, uh, but the but, rocks, you know, the rocks, yeah, stuff, that's that that plays havoc. So yeah, yeah, we put it we, we put it all over. You know, uh, we we save a considerable amount of money for people when they buy a new car, as opposed to them doing, having it done at the dealer. So, and uh, we'll we'll put it wherever we think that there's going to be rocks hitting the paint. Oh, that's brilliant because, well, as you know, Mike, there's no speed limits on gravel roads. So, you know, the rocks really do fly. You're cooking up there at about 90, 95 miles an hour. There's rocks going everywhere. I mean, come on. We might have to put a double layer on there for you, Kenny. Kind of like two masks, you know? We're going to put yeah. two, uh, two layers of clear advantage on your car. GLers, you have a choice, whether it's glass or service, bodywork, oil changes. Tires. Oh, by the way, I need tires too, uh, Mike. GL stickers. We please. We recommend Schoonover Body Works and Glass. They're on County E at Lexington and Shoreview. Uh, they've been at it for 80 years. Always rated as one of the best body shops in the metro. GLers, thank you for choosing SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Johnny, your kid can play, man. Yeah, and compose. Yes, he can. So uh, a couple of updates from our friends at Harmony Spirits, fellas. After that conversation with Joe, boy, do I need a cocktail right now. Uh, I'm getting the direct recipe from Jim from Harmony Spirits for his personal Manhattan. Are you boys ready? Do you have a pen? Just go. me and say you do. All right, yeah, I we do. grab we're, a glass. I prefer a 7 to 12 ounce glass so I can feel better about having two cocktails. Smash a cherry. I prefer bada bing cherries and an orange section with a sugar cube and three splashes of bitters. I skip the sugar, but if you like to sweeten it up, go for it. Add two to three ounces of Harmony Spirits Barrel Strength Bourbon and two to three ounces of your favorite sweet red wine or... If you are fancy and have a sweet vermouth, you can use that too. We always have a box of sweet red wine in the fridge. Stir, add two to three cubes of ice. If there isn't any room, you know how to make room. Garnish with a cherry, boom, perfect Manhattan. I have had this Manhattan, GLers. Trust me, it is out. (laughs) 
Outstanding. Thank you, Joe. Also, uh, Could you repeat that? I couldn't hear over the copier. We're doing a little campaign on social media right now, and it's called Show Us Your Harmony and Where You Got It. We're kind of doing little shout-outs to where Harmony Spirits can be located at local liquor stores. Kevin tweeted out Dirty Martini, Extra Olives from Total Wine in Woodbury. And Jason, Preston Liquor is my go-to for Harmony Spirits. So keep going into your local liquor store GLers and ask for the Harmony brand by name. It's really working, and they wanted me to thank you. And uh, if you stop in at that tasting room down in Harmony, Minnesota, please, please, please tell the boys you heard about them on the GL podcast. I can make two things. I make I make coffee better than anyone else. Okay. Uh, it's better. It's you'll you'll never top it. Okay. And I can make an old fashioned better than anybody else. Really? Yeah. So there you have. I believe you. Uh, Jordy just alerts me that uh, the feds have quietly dismissed dozens of protest cases in Portland. This is uh, to, according to KGW eight uh, NBC in Portland. Uh, Federal prosecutors have dismissed more than one-third of cases stemming from the last summer's violent protests in Portland. Uh, Let's see. KGW reviewed federal court records and found 31 of the 90 protest cases have been dismissed by the U.S. Department of Justice, including a mix of misdemeanor and felony charges. (coughs) Excuse me. Perfect Perfect health. Some of the most serious charges dropped include four defendants charged with assaulting a federal officer, which is a felony. More than half of the drop charges were dismissed with prejudice, and it goes on and on and on to say that they're just not—they're not prosecuting. Well, that makes a lot of sense, Joe. I mean, mm-hmm. just a minute. <laughs> Did he leave? I—I I think so. I think he—the ambiance changed here. I just turned that off for a moment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. We thought you, you retired. Did you uh, break well, I got the till cheese? 2.15. <laughs> did you cut the wind or break the cheese, as Royce would say? No, I did not. I okay. coughed. Thank um, you. Yeah. I'm looking for alternate versions of the story I'm thinking you're going to do next, just because what this story is is so outrageous. It can't be true. But all these other alternate stories are saying the same thing that the, uh, the uh, wh- where did we get this alpha, the alpha news piece says. What are you discussing? The uh, fellow can't attend the kids' basketball games? Yeah, yeah. On the second version, third version of this, and it's all the same. Are you finding, uh, it's hard to believe, which is why I commend you for, for, in other words, you don't believe it, so you're trying to find some reasonable sounding school district employee. It just seems so outrageous. I can't believe what I'm reading. So I'm looking for the real truth, and it seems like we're reading the real truth here. There's a dad down in Ellendale. Uh, The kids play for New Richland, Heartland, Ellendale, Geneva Mm -hmm. public school basketball. And I guess the team plays in Ellendale. Uh, His name is Todd Stencil. His uh, kids play on the team. He has MS, and that makes wearing a mask difficult uh, because he told the uh, Mankato Free Press that can worsen his condition. Uh, He was at a basketball game. He could tell his condition was getting worse. During a game last week, he briefly removed a face shield. Uh, that was an agreement he had reached with the school district to wear a face shield instead of a mask because the mask exacerbates his breathing problems. And he, he uh, 
briefly lifted the mask out of uh, out of the way and was notified uh, by someone at the game uh, to get that back on and they uh, the day after the game uh, stencil was notified by the district that he had disregarded the rules and that he is forbidden now from attending any future home games my god so there were, and like Kenny, who's following his correct instincts, he's trying to find something that's going to put this into context. This can't be. This can't be. You cannot prevent this man from watching his kids play basketball because for 20 seconds or whatever it was, he removed his mask in order to give himself a better breath. You can't. That's, I don't believe it. He literally has a medical excuse to not wear a mask, so he didn't wear a mask. They said a face shield is fine, but yet the face shield was doing the same thing the mask did. And like you said, just not even one minute. And what's really ironic here is that the school district's policy does list situations such as eating where a mask may temporarily be taken off. But of Mm -hmm. course, it doesn't mention anything about medical conditions. This is outrageous. We could try to reach the people, but the super down there uh, won't talk to the people. Won't talk. No. He won't comment. Well, they I have people that live in Ellendale, so I'm trying to look on Facebook to see if there's any comments about this story. He's got two sons playing on the high school team, and he's already he's contact, contacted a lawyer, of course. And the lawyer's quote is, "Yeah, we're seeing this more and more, where people aren't uh, where these organizations and." and Places, businesses, etc., are not honoring those uh, those of us that have medical conditions that prevent us from wearing masks. And all through the year, it was first don't wear a mask, then wear a mask, then don't wear a mask, then wear a mask, then wear two masks, and uh, uh, we're going down and a I'm bad thinking, road, aren't we? We're going down a well, bad road. I'm thinking, what am I missing? Is Todd sense? Is he? A, is he? You know, for lack of a better term, is he a nut job? Uh, has he been a constant problem? No, n- none of that comes out. Um, is there something not being reported here? Uh, has this been an ongoing issue with others? And, and none of that is... Ca- now I'm looking at the uh, Mankato Free Press story by Natalie Rockamacher Rodemacher from February 26th. So it's a... Get out of here. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn squirrel jumped up and made it up to a bird feeder. Wow. You know, maybe that 215, maybe you should think about it. <laughs> that is exactly what we needed, Such. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. was just getting too engrossed in this. Okay, but I can provide a deep thought. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. I can provide a deep thought on this matter. Isn't it easy to avoid the gift of your own individual common sense when you're living on the third rail? Isn't (laughs) Isn't it easy to adhere to the rules you were party to help making up when you are insulated by a peer group that is also on the same independent rail of life as you are. Uh, It brings us back to the buck never has to stop. Mm -hmm. So based on what we know now, and boy, are we willing to be corrected, people in Ellendale or Mankato, 
based on what we know now, not one single person in that school district had the balls, not to mention the common sense, to say, wait a minute, this is ridiculous. He's not getting kicked out of these games for the rest of the season, period. Where is that? Where is that? It's so easy not to have that when you are part of the group. But why are we and the collective we as a group going along with this? Why are we being led off the cliff by these Pied Pipers? Why? Well, I, I would like to think that if I was this guy's buddy and I was at the basketball game with him, I would have raised a stink. I would have gone insane. Well, well where I'd are the people pushing back? Life. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Where are yeah. we as a collective whole? Why mm -hmm. are why are we accepting this? And then there's one key point in a couple of these stories. Iowa, 35 miles away, mm -hmm. no mask mandate. Mm -hmm. Do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Now Texas and Mississippi, no masks, and of course, we're the country is being admonished to not cheer that and not not believe that's a good thing. We must continue to wear our masks until a date that will be provided to us by our keepers. Uh, yeah. our, Even our this mentors. great unifier of a president is, mm -hmm. is on board with mocking and ripping them. Well, first they got to let him use the microphone. Then he can <laughs> tell us more. Well, Why jo are we John and ahead. I briefly talked about this yesterday off, off the air, but to, to these people, I want to say, what, what do you expect here? Do you want to... Are we expected to live like this forever? Yes. Because that's that, that's not okay. That's Look at how our lives are changing. Look at how our lives are changing a year. Look at the political realizations we've come to in just a year, both here and nationally. Look at look what we've learned in a year. How far we, we've drifted. We as a people have become the people of North Korea. When our great leader dies, we must get out there and flog and cry, flog ourselves and cry and gnashing of teeth publicly to show that we're on board. Well, North Korea is a bit of a stretch. Uh, I, I can't get there. That's, uh, we're that's going bit, there. That's no. where we are. You can who's go the, there. I ain't going great, there. Yeah, and who's the great leader that we... You the know. great Joe Biden. Well... <laughs> Well, he's so alive. In, in the last two months, then you're saying bow down before him, John. Bow down. Well, yeah. John, like, well I'm going to cut <laughs> this off right now, just to save Kenny some problems. Uh, <laughs> can you see me gazing off in the distance? <laughs> yeah, I can. John, looking for a. I'm on my knees. I'm genuflecting. I'm, I'm flogging. Uh, hit the sounder, Reavers. Oh, We're coming back with height. Hey, it's Reavers here once again for Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. And Josh has a very simple question for you, and it's, do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds, and there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, no. 
control what you own. And make sure you tune in to Garage Logic every Tuesday and Thursday for Mr. Money Talks Report. You're going to hear it from himself. That's right. Josh joins us every Tuesday and Thursday in Garage Logic. Trust is often overused and it's even harder to find. Please, you can take it from me that you can trust Josh. Give him a call today for that free 48 minute financial consultation at 952 925 5608. That's 952 925 5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Uh, I'm not going to ask you, Chris. Oh, by the way, listen to this. I like this. Country is that, just, is that just Dylan or both of you? That's just Dylan. These are all just Dylan, the new ones from today. Wow. He should slap a band together and hit the highway. There's, I can there's see no getting, gigs right now, Kenny. I could see getting in a bar fight while this song is playing live. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Reavers, I'm not going to ask you because apparently you live downtown Carver. I'm going to ask Sue. Any snow? Le- <laughs> any snow in your yard, Joe? Any snow left? Yes, quite a bit. Okay. Well, uh, 60s this weekend, so I give it a few days and it'll all be gone. And that means spring lawn care time and outdoing those neighbors and the key to that, professionalturf.com. If you want the best lawn on the block all season long, it's it's so simple. I, You know what? They've been in business for 40 years, and I think I did business with them for at least 30 of those 40. Uh, and, and my neighbors all came to me, all stepped up to me and said, uh, What's the name of that company you use that makes your lawn so nice? It's professionalturf.com. Dandelions, mystery weeds, bare spots, blight, completely unacceptable. Service techs with 20 years of service on the same routes under their belt. They throw down a combination of, it's all environmentally friendly, don't worry about it, weed killer and slow-release long-term fertilizers, both granular and liquid professionalturf.com go there get the phone number give them a ring talk to the office staff and while you're on the website you got to look at the landscape projects you know what they should have my patio project on there because they really really upped the curb appeal for my joint and that helped me in turn build the equity and get a nice price when we bailed on that city uh, stop. They're a one stop uh, for all your lawn service needs, including sprinkler systems. Professionalturf.com. Here's Johnny Hype. Thank you, Joe. This news is brought to you by Professionalturf.com. On Thursday morning, Governor Tim Walz announced the state is partnering with the Minnesota Vikings on a new community vaccination event to launch this week at Twin Cities Ortho- uh, Orthopedics Performance Center in Egan. Starting on Friday, about 13,400 Johnson & Johnson doses will be administered at TCO Performance Center to health care workers and those 65 and older, beginning as part of the state of Minnesota's COVID-19 community vaccination program program. On February 27th, the Food and Drug Administration granted the emergency use authorization for the Johnson & Johnson vaccination. The Egan Vaccinations event joins five other community vaccination sites in Minneapolis, Duluth, Rochester, Bloomington, and St. Paul. More than 54% of Minnesotans 65 and older have received at least one dose. Additionally, Minnesota ranks third nationally for the percentage of doses delivered being administered. St. Paul City Council member Jane Prince told our TV affiliate 5 Eyewitness News she is frustrated 
with the slow pace of addressing a rising violent crime problem, which he says is happening throughout the city of St. Paul. Prince said, we just don't have the time anymore to just kind of look at the problem and only feel bad about the rise in crime. We've got to get people into a room and come together with a cohesive plan to solve it. Ramsey County Attorney John Choi was scheduled to give a presentation to the council on Wednesday about the rise in crime and how his office is handling cases, but he postponed that presentation so he could gather more specific information from council members to give them more detailed answers to their questions. That frustrated council person Prince. She said John Choi is a terrific public servant and I know he's working hard on this issue and it's complicated but I am disappointed because the public needs and expects to hear from their elected officials working across jurisdictions when there is a problem like random violent crime happening throughout our city. A spokesperson for Choi said Choi intends to make a detailed presentation to city council members after he learns what their specific questions are. John and Kenny, uh-huh. uh, Jane Prince is, is the person you're looking for, Kenny. You could sit down and have a cup of coffee with her. She is a flaming lefty with whom I have a reasonably good relationship. We have That's an email. Smart. We have an email relationship, and I've written about her a couple of times. And I have, I've literally begged her to run for mayor, and I can't convince her that she should. She's a, she's a, she's a, she's got common sense. It's in there deep. You got to dig it out of her, but it's in there. It's in. Well, let's there. have her on. Well, I, I, we need to talk to her. We need to understand this. Okay, I can yeah. ask her. So yeah. I have a question, John. In the story, you said that th- there's not enough time. Wouldn't you think that this is a subject that should be on the forefront? In other words, yeah, this and should, I, this I think should... that's what she's saying. I think. Okay, but I don't understand that. There's not enough time. Deal. I think Jane we... could be convinced to say, "I." Well, she's already said it. She is a fan of the police, and I think Jane could be convinced to say, "The police are the answer to our crime problem." And Cause... and her quote, Chris basically says, "It's time to stop." We don't have the time to just sit and go, boy, that's a shame. Oh, I, to, okay, I got it. I misunderstood. The, okay, I got And it. I see that. I see that as a sideways shot at Carter. Because yeah. Carter's one that wants to just keep practicing his hallucinogenic visions. And I think Jane is saying, <laughs> I think Jane is saying, we don't have time for your visions. We have to have a police yep. force demanding that people behave in this town. It's out of hand. Yeah. Well, step so number one is put the kids back in school, right? Wouldn't that be yeah. step one? You, you're, you've always held that belief, and it's a sound belief, but I think that kids would still be committing crimes even if they were in school. Okay. Cities along the Mississippi River will take part in a global system to determine where plastic pollution comes from and how it ends up in waterways as a first step towards solving the problem, officials said Wednesday. The project enables citizen scientists using a mobile application to log types and locations of litter found along the river, which drains 40% of the continental U.S. and sends huge volumes of plastics into the Gulf of Mexico. An estimated 8 million tons of plastic flow into the world's oceans each year as fish and other species eat or become entangled in the debris, often causing death or severe injury. About 80% of the litter is packaging or products that are used for a couple of minutes, then thrown away. The free mobile app shows how to gather and report data about plastic litter and submit it to the global database called Debris Tracker. I have one one word for you. Are you listening? Mm Mm-hmm. Plastics. Name that movie. The Graduate. 
Good job, fellas. <laughs> I was more interested that he drove that Alfa Romeo Spider in that thing. And treated it so poorly. Yeah. Oh, that was upsetting. And left yeah. it abandoned on the side of the road. I could strangle him. Was that the first of the Spiders, Joe? Uh, no, God, the Spiders started in the late 60s. Uh, that car has really grown in my interest index. Wow, I love those things. I lo it, it was almost a matching a nose and tail. I just mm -hmm. love that car. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. a beauty. Uh, I think Kenny, I'm within uh, the... Oh, go ahead, John. Sorry. Uh, Kenny spent 10 minutes one day before the show, as we're looking at each other on video cameras, complaining about the Dustin Hoffman character in that film to me as i kenny, sat and went uh -huh, uh -huh. kenny please google yeah. what car did dustin hoffman drive in the graduate oh, i have uh is it a is it a uh, hold on it might be right but julie julietta uh yeah 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 it is uh i thought i had it written down on a post-it because i yeah i spent a whole day obsessing over it i, I will right now oh, i think i'm still within the time limit there's debris debris you are thank you <laughs> yep. Yep. John had not started his next story yet. <laughs> Law enforcement on high alert around the U.S. Capitol today after intelligence uncovered what they called a possible plot by a militia group to storm the building again two months after that mob of Donald Trump supporters smashed through windows and doors <gasps> oh. trying to stop Congress from certifying President Joe Biden's victory. Could you the tell threat? I found it? <laughs> it was yeah. like, it's he? not a Julia, uh, Julia. it's a, a du duetto. 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 Yeah, duetto. A do what now? Right. <laughs> all right. Sorry, John. It's all right. The threat appears to be connected to a conspiracy theory promoted by supporters of QAnon that former President Trump will rise again to power March 4th. That would be today. And thousands would come to Washington, D.C. to try to remove Democrats from office. March 4th was the original presidential inauguration day until 1933 when it was moved to January 20th. Online chatter identified by authorities included discussions among members of the Three Percenters, an anti-government militia group concerning possible plots against the Capitol on Thursday. It was a 1966 red Alfa Romeo Spider 1600, also known as the Duetto. Yep, 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 yep. We got to the bottom uh, of that, John. Yeah. Meanwhile, this morning, <laughs> Capitol Police... In Washington, John, you could be talking about a, a, a <laughs> nuclear bomb being dropped right now in Washington, and neither one yeah. wouldn't hear a word you're no. saying. Oh, this would be a good time for a tomball story, then. No, yeah, no. Chris, you could. Oh, I now it. I'm paying attention. Now that's un unacceptable. This morning, the Capitol Police in Washington requested that members of the National Guard continue to provide security at the U.S. Capitol for another two months. Defense officials say the new proposal is being reviewed by the Pentagon. Uh, we have lost a Twin Cities musical standout, Big John Dickerson. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Big John died a couple days ago, Tuesday, in his hometown of Sandusky, Ohio. He was 87 years old. He had been suffering from Alzheimer's. Uh, through 40-some years of performing in the Twin Cities at places like Famous Dave's, Wilbeski's, and Blues Alley, Dickerson landed in both the Minnesota Blues Hall of Fame and the Minnesota Rock and Country Hall of Fame. His groups included Big, uh, Blue Chamber, Downright Tight, and the Big oh. John Dickerson Show. Yeah. Before he moved to Minnesota in the late 1970s, he toured with various R&B and jazz groups, including stints as a drummer. He briefly lived in Detroit, worked with the Motown crowd in the late 50s, including The Temptations. Uh, nicknamed for his six-foot stature, Dickerson made his biggest impression in Minneapolis with Blue Chamber at Famous Dave's. 
Uh, he could sing everything from What a Wonderful World to Ray Charles's A Fool for You to The Temptations and Four Tops. That according to his Blue Chamber guitarist, Paul P.K. Mayo Mayasich, a fine guitarist, by the way. Check out Paul's CDs. How's that? I gave a little ad there to Paul. Oh, um, yes, nice. He still plays in the area. Paul does. Uh, I wonder wonderful. if he's any relation to the famous hockey-playing Mayasiches. He, he is, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I can uh, tell you that he is his nephew. Oh. Remember, um, I didn't see him at all at uh, Famous Dave's. That must have been later on because I saw him at all those blues clubs, those sweaty, smoky, stinky blues yeah. clubs. And he was awesome. Every show, he was uh, wonderful. Yeah, I saw him at Famous Dave's a couple times. He was very, very good. What did you guys think of that venue? Because I always thought it was cool, the Famous Dave's venue. In Uptown? In Uptown? Yeah. yeah. I played there once. What? Yeah. Uh, a reunited Jigs Lee uh, put together a band for uh, uh, something, and I got to play a couple songs on drums. I, and I thought it was a neat room. Were you in the yellow jumpsuit that time? No, no, no. It was just street <laughs> Okay. Oh, I, I thought that uh, was a cool venue. I really did. Uh, did you have to jump out of a second-story window that night? <laughs> no, I didn't, Kenny. <laughs> or hide under a bed? You know, not that Get time. Get your yellow uniform all dirty. But it was in that neighborhood somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> like he's out of a Curious George story. <laughs> yes. oh. The man in the yellow hat. Where's Joe? <laughs> The head of the company that owns Jeep said he is open to dropping the Cherokee name for vehicles after recent criticism from Native American tribe leaders. Carlos Tavares, chief executive officer of the recently formed Stellantis, said the company was engaged in dialogue with the Cherokee Nation over its use of the name. Jeep has two models, the Cherokee Compact Sport Utility Vehicle and the larger Grand Cherokee that it sells in the U.S. and beyond. When asked in an interview if he'd be willing to change the Jeep Cherokee's name if pushed to do so, Mr. Tavares said, we are ready to go to any point up to the point where we decide with the appropriate people and with no intermediaries. The Cherokee Nation is the largest Native American tribe in the U.S., 370,000 members. A Jeep has sold millions of vehicles named after it. The auto brand extended its use of the Cherokee name to a compact SUV back in 20. 13. Leader of the Cherokee Nation recently said he'd like to see Jeep stop using the tribe's name on SUVs. Okay, here we go. Chevrolet Apache, Chevrolet Cheyenne, Dodge Dakota, Ford Thunderbird. Of course, the Cherokee, the Comanche, the Grand Cherokee, uh, the Mazda Navajo. More items. Are there more? Oh, man, there's a ton more. Oh, my goodness. There's a what lot is, of them. What is Corvette? Is that, uh, that's not an oh, Indian I, name, I don't think. No idea. I think it's a Mexican wind. Uh, really? I'll, I'll, I'm going to stop asking people to look stuff up because I can do it faster than they do. Pontiac Aztec. Um, well, Pontiac oh, itself was an Indian chief. Yeah, Pontiac yes, himself. he was. Yeah. Volkswagen Turig, but that's North African. Uh, Winnebago. Oh, Airplanes, Piper, uh, Piper Seminole, Piper Cherokee, Piper Aztec. Military, oh, there's a ton of military. <laughs> Com- computing, there's a ton. Yeah, there's a lot of Native American names in a lot of areas. In London, a cat. I'm sorry, a Corvette is a small oh, warship. A, a small really? warship. Yeah, I should have known that, damn it. A small warship. We'll let it slide this time. Uh Probably should retire. In London. (laughs) (laughs) How many minutes, Joe? One hour and four minutes. (laughs) 
one hour and four minutes till D-Day. <laughs> by, the time, by the time this podcast is released, the decision will have already been made. <laughs> right. In London, a cat delayed a train for almost three hours. The 125-mile-an-hour Avanti West, train, uh, West Coast train service was delayed as the animal was spotted curled up on top half an hour of the train, uh, half an hour on the train, before it was due to leave for Manchester at 8.30 p.m. on Wednesday. Staff said the cat was wide-eyed and terrified, but it uh, would not move, and they have 25,000-volt overhead lines which power the trains. The train was taken out of service after a while. Another was made available. Hey, Kenny, a uh, really quick question. If you and Roycey were on that train and that situation had developed, how would that have played out? We would have been fighting tooth and nail for the 410. Let me tell you. <laughs> no, let me. In fact, remember when Pat had his train escapade a couple of years ago oh, yeah. and it kept yeah. getting delayed? I I don't think he would have taken the explanation that there was an abandoned cat stuck on top. No. I don't I don't think he would have handled that well. You know, he I don't have, have a I don't have a drop of Scandinavian blood in me. But I saw something the other night about a train trip through uh, Norway. Man, I'd, I'd like to go to Scandinavia. I would really—I think I'd be feel really at home in Sweden and Norway. Uh, my people would welcome you with open yeah. arms. Yeah. Well, that's what's keeping me back, is to, to realize that everyone there would look like you. <laughs> We're all looking at our feet, too. Yeah. The whole time. <laughs> and you know what he would say, Kenny, don't you? Uh, I don't ride the train, but if I did, did. it would be this Finnish train. (laughs) (laughs) uh, To finish up the story, the cat was coaxed down and went on its way. Why didn't somebody just shoot the damn thing? (laughs) Please tell me it's been euthanized. Come on. (laughs) The reason I wanted to read the story was because we have this quote from lead station manager Catherine Prango-Wells. She said, thankfully, we managed to avoid a catastrophe. Oh, but, John. God, but, help John. Oh, I'm not Jeez. done. I'm not done. Oh, God. But don't ask Meow the cat got up there. Oh, John. Uh, that's some humor for you, isn't it? Thank is, you. Uh, is there a mirror close by you can look into and maybe <laughs> reevaluate your life and maybe, <laughs> maybe I should retire? Is that what you're saying? Well, well, we're down to one hour. <laughs> Uh, today's uh, first tale of irony comes from San Francisco. A reporter from KPIX5 was investigating a series of auto break-ins and robberies around Twin Peaks in San Francisco when he was robbed of his camera at gunpoint. Oh. Residents, residents who live near the city landmark say car break-ins have become commonplace in the neighborhood since the San Francisco Metropolitan Transportation Authority closed the access road to the Vista Point to automobile traffic at the beginning of the pandemic. On Wednesday afternoon, smash and grabs turned into an armed robbery. The reporter Don Ford was on the story and was preparing to interview nearby homeowners when a white luxury sedan with four men inside pulled up. Ford said, the car came up here while we were there. The guys jumped out. One had a gun, put it in my face, and said, we're taking the camera. The whole encounter with the gun in his face took less than a minute. He said, my whole thought at the moment was to be calm. Let's not get this guy excited. I gave him the camera. Police are still looking for so here's what I don't understand. How are you going to be able to sell that? Because that's the whole yeah. point of stealing it, because then they're going to find out, right? I mean, Right. Okay. And was it because some of the, a lot of the stations are still using videotape, are they not, John? Yes. Yeah. So, and that videotape doesn't even play. It's not VCR tape, right? No. Special no. machines, yeah. 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 
57 uh, Sunday. 57 yeah. Monday. 63 yep. Tuesday. Yep. Oh. Get to Grunhofer's, fill the basket, get home, and start grilling. Because the season will officially open for everyone Saturday, the grilling season. GLers, of course, have grilled all year round. But when you begin your official grilling season, do it with Grunhofer's brats, burgers, steaks, you name it. it Reavers, there's even a way you smoke a meatloaf, don't you? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, you can smoke a meatloaf. I haven't done so yet, but I'm going to once the, uh, the weather turns. You use papers you can or a pipe? I roll my own when I smoke a meatloaf. <laughs> but there's three meatloafs at Grunhofer's. The meatloaf, the Town Ball meatloaf, the Minnesota meatloaf. They're all fantastic. The new facility is open now and producing brats. The uh, bacon mozzarella spinach brat has been a cr- huge hit. And it, it, they keep wanting me to say Grunhofer's meatloaf are great for uh, stuffed peppers. We went through this yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, help me, John. Help me. Well, I, I listened to the show yesterday. I heard you do the spot, and you've never heard of stuffed peppers? Well, it turns out I have, but I, I'm confused as to how, how would the meatloaf relate to a stuffed well, pepper? Would you stuff you, the pepper you, with meatloaf? Yes, you'd take a, take ball it up, the, the hamburger from the okay. meatloaf, put it in the pepper, because when you make stuffed peppers, you use hamburger and rice and seasonings. Well, okay. So you, you'd just ball it up, you'd put it in the... Uh, the pepper and Chris was the only one that sounded like that knew what you were, were talking about. You put them in the oven with some tomato sauce over oh. the top. Mm. Delicious, mm. just wonderful. Well, plus, yeah. who am I kidding? At Grunhofer's, they'll answer any questions you have. I mean, if somebody exactly. stupid like me walked in and said, "Explain this uh, <laughs> stuffed pepper and meatloaf deal to me," they'd have me. Uh, they'd write it out for me. For Pete's sake, I've seen him well, do yeah, that so before. It- if you have four people in the family, Joe, you're going to make four stuffed peppers, right? There so you go. Take, say you take say one meatloaf and you just fill each of them, make little balls of stuff, and put it in there. Well, I have there a family of four. I would make four stuffed peppers. The only problem is I'd probably eat, eat all four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's not too early to begin to uh, reserve your double smoked ham for Easter because that's going to be the best ham you've ever tasted too. The hams from Grunhofer's are absolutely out of this world. The bacon, the steaks, the brats, the jerky, the seasoning. Any help you need, they'll write it out for you. They'll give you recipes. It's really a one-stop meatertainment destination for GLers, and it's been a tremendous, tremendous success for both GLers and Spencer. And Spencer, thanks, thanks you all, and he thanks his employees for working so hard. It's been a wonderful, wonderful discovery, and Spencer's been with us almost from day one of the podcast, and we appreciate it. That's Spencer Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. It's on the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Question is that. Sorry, Kenny. <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Don't start talking yet. That kid can make some neat sounds. He can. What genre is this? Mellow. Yeah, definitely mellow. I'd say it's kind of a a jazzy soul thing. If you added vocals to it, you have a... How long is this piece, Chris? I mean, is he sending us three minutes? No, they're usually about anywhere from a minute to minute 45. Because he knows we just start yapping after about 15 (laughs) seconds anyway. (laughs) Wow. I like this. It's been 50 years in Monticello. 
50 years of service for the family-owned and operated multi-line Moon Motorsports. And if you ride a motorcycle, boy, these temperatures, this is our time to shine. The new models with all the new tech features and latest designs, they're rolling into Moon. It's also when those things, we push them out of the back of the shed and into the front of the shop and we start goofing around and tinkering and trying to figure out what we need and what we can get away with uh, without what's-her-name finding out, you know. Uh, our pals at Moon Motorsport, they have the uh, the newest models right there in stock right on the showroom floor. And the bikes, the ATVs, side-by-sides, they're uh, still arriving daily. And we're talking nine brands here, Yamaha, Honda, BMW, Can-Am, Triumph, Ducati. Oh, God, I love some of those Triumphs. Uh, KTM. Snow Toys still out, too, from both Polaris and Skidoo. The service department always open and ready to complete your spring service schedule. So uh, you can go ahead and schedule that appointment right now. And, uh, you know, I mentioned snow there. 25% off right now for all remaining in-stock snow apparel and helmets. A great time to buy gifts for next Christmas. You can check out the wide range of machines, the entire selection online, moonmotorsports.com. That's nice, but you got to get yourself up there. You got to swing a leg over a few machines and make that vroom, vroom sound and uh, get maybe a Bob Seeger playing in your, in your headphones. Uh, and then stop, you got to stop in. That's what I'm saying. It's a giant cathedral of motorized fun right there on the south side of 94 up in Monticello, Moon Motorsports. And baby, Let's roll clean out of sight. According to Al Horseman, the votes are in on the MnDOT Name That Snowplow Contest winners. Uh-huh. And eight winners will be headed to eight different districts across the state. Plowy McPlowface is the plow name for the metro district. O- Opie, just going to plow right past you. No, District like, oh, 4. It's what we all say. Oh, up, let me up, just get by up, you there. Let me squeeze let me by just, here. Let up. me just squeeze by you there. I need some more ranch dressing. <laughs> duck, duck, orange truck. District I love 1. That, one. that one's cool. Here's a really good one, I think. Plow Bunyan. District 2. Snowby Wan Kenobi. District 6. Here's another great one. F. Salt Fitzgerald. District oh, that Seven. Good. I like yep. that one. That's good. Darth Blader, District Three. Oh. And the truck formerly known as Plow, <laughs> District Eight. <laughs> I had no idea. And only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from our friend Tom Lyman. 1941 on this day. Sam Lopresti, a Minnesotan. Stopped 80 shots playing for the Blackhawks against the Bruins. And Chicago still lost 3-2. to two. <laughs> Sam Lopresti from up, the, up north there. 80, 80 shots. So no you can tell that excites all of you. And uh, <laughs> yeah, how many, really glad how many I brought of those, that up. That how many pucks did he uh, <laughs> stop with his face? Probably quite a few, quite a few. Yeah, yeah. what do you make Seriously? of Seriously? Uh, yeah. What do you make of uh, our our hockey team and the whole? Uh, I think there's some some something very interesting going on now between the coach and uh, Zach Parise, 
do you, you buy don't, you don't sit you don't sit him down as a healthy scratch but do you and buy the, that that was 100 made by him because i don't i think that was also a front office decision you think Garen had a hand in it of course probably. he did of course probably. he did they would like well, to trade him but he has the right not to accept the trade but Parisi said he was involved in the discussion with the team last night. Okay, after the, the discussion about sitting him or the discussion about trading him? No, uh, sitting him for, oh. for today yeah. as a healthy scratch. Well, they don't play today, so. You, are you buying that, though? No, I'm buying there's something going on behind the scenes. Uh, they, can't, they can't trade him unless he accepts a trade, and maybe he'll accept the trade if he's proven to be embarrassed enough. But they did have a trade. Last year, and it got vetoed at the last minute, didn't it? Because he can veto it. Yeah. So they're stuck with that salary. Who wants him? Hell, he's still an upper-level player, for Pete's sake. He's He's, he's 33. This Russian is skating figure eights around him. I know, but I'm noticing what's happening to hockey is happening to all sports, particularly golf, and that is the, the, the young people coming into the game now, I don't care what sport it is, they're so better trained and have had so much better nutrition, and have have so much more uh, wisdom in all aspects of the game, that they're making 35-year-olds look silly. They're making them look and, like they're antiques. And their attitude. I just love the attitude. I mean, golf is full of Colin Marikawas. There's, there's, there's two dozen of them. Any one of them could win on any given week. And they're making, you know, the, the Matt Kuchers of the world and even the Tigers of the world before he lost his legs. They look redundant compared to these monsters that the Tiger Woods of the world created. Yeah. But, hmm. And yet Brady still won another Super Bowl. Yeah. I'd forgotten that he, he lost the Super Bowl that was here in 2018, didn't he? To Philadelphia the, to beat the Eagles. New England. Yeah. yeah. Say, so I, I, uh, can I mention something about Mr. Uh, was it Lopresti that you said uh, stopped all the shots? Yes. After uh, after that, uh, Sam Lopresti. Sam went into the Navy mm-hmm. after that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he was uh, on the Roger B. Tanny as a gunner's mate. It got torpedoed and sunk. He was thought to be the first casualty among American professional athletes, uh, mm-hmm. but that that's not true. Uh, here's what happened. Uh, let's see any of these young hockey players do this. Lopresti. <laughs> Lepresti and the other naval armed guards abandoned the ship on rafts, which were picked up by lifeboats. He was one of 26 men who took refuge in the number four lifeboat with minimal water or food supplies. Traveled toward South America, a voyage of 42 days covering 2,500 miles. They collected rainwater when they could, drinking only four fluid ounces at a time, and they had some biscuits and bakers. And then uh, Mr. Lepresti supplied the only real food they had. Uh, he noticed there were dolphins swimming around the boat, so he jumped in after improvising a weapon by lashing a sheath knife to a boat hook, plunged into the ocean, caught a 35-pound dolphin. They hauled it into the boat, drank its blood, and cooked the meat in a metal bucket with rags and kerosene. <laughs> so there you Are go. You Sam also me? did that. What? Yeah. Shades oh, of uh, that's shades of Louis Zamperini, unbroken. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. They made it back, though. They got Goalies there. are tough, John. Goalies are tough. Yeah. I, John, I'm glad you brought that up because I have audio of that excursion. What's the yes, most important that's... thing to know for going on a boat? <laughs> the most important thing is, is safety. Nope. No. Nope. most important no thing is uh, stay in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shake and bake, baby. Shake and bake. Yeah, stay in the boat. Did, that, did Sam Lepresti end up running a gas station, or I'm thinking of the gopher football player? 
the uh, famous Gopher football player who ran a gas station, Bronco Nagurski in International Falls. Yeah. I think he, uh, he ran it, a gas station. Lopresti operated a tavern in Eveleth oh, after okay. his playing career, and his son Pete also played yeah, the NHL, yeah. also Pete a goaltender. Pete, yeah, Pete played with the North Stars. He How many a, skulls do you think Stars? he knocked around in his days as a tavern owner up there? I don't in think Evelyn. he did one. I think you took one look at Pete and you or uh, <laughs> Sam, and you, uh, you you didn't cause any trouble. Why is Hollywood rewriting and re-releasing old cruddy old movies that we don't need to see when <laughs> stories like this are waiting to be done? Well, Unbroken was filmed. Laura Hildebrand's Unbroken, the story of Louis Zamperini, became a successful film. So there. Anyway, how many so minutes there. left, Such? <laughs> well, let's check the old clock. Let's check the old clock. What's 25 and 15? No, you're not. No, okay, I'm just going no, to. 40, 40 minutes. 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Hey, uh, as long as we still have a show, why don't you download the uh, Pod MN app? Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. I, I've been assigned a contract extension at 2.15. I ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere, bro. I'm, and I'm anxious to do it. I love this. And no, also, no. all month I'm going to take the rest of the week off. You yeah. can <laughs> win a GarageLogic t-shirt just by listening to us via the Podman app. And also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find all of the links to all of our various social media accounts by just simply going to the website, which is, of course, garagelogic.com. 39 minutes. <laughs> it's that w- time once again in Garage Logic where we check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And folks, if you haven't done so, you need to check in with Josh today for that free 48 minute financial consultation. And you can do so by calling 952. 952- 925-5608. When you call that number, you get Josh directly, and he will always steer you right. He's never going to give you sugar-coated advice. He's always going to give you the straight talk. Josh is on the line with us now, and Josh, you know, I haven't checked in with you yet, but have you got the vaccine? I got my first dose finally today, Chris. My provider, Alina, finally got put on the list. The people there were tremendous. I happened to get the Pfizer vaccine. That's going to be just as effective as the Moderna and the Johnson & Johnson, which which are available. In terms of stock performance, Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson did not see any major push up in their stock price. But I'm not an investor in pharmaceuticals nor in some of the biotech companies. But it is amazing what has happened, Operation Warp Speed, and how quickly these companies were able to develop and get the vaccine to market in people's arms. I am of the belief virus is going to be with us for a significant period of time, but I do believe the economy will reopen and we will be back to some type of normal in the not-too-distant future. That has helped return to normalcy companies such as the airlines, the cruise lines, the hotels. That said, I still am focusing in on two themes, the be home theme and de-urbanization, moving, moving out of the center cities and moving into the suburbs as part of a continued pattern of working at home and staying at home. That has, in the last year, benefited housing-related companies, the auto manufacturers, as well as some of our favorite consumer technology names. 
and I do believe that that's going to continue despite fears currently in the marketplace of rampant inflation, which I don't particularly see. Yes, the price of oil has gone up. That's due really to supply issue. I do, do and there is concern that uh, longer-term interest rates are going to go up as a way to slow things down because of any inflation. Uh, the market today sold off because of some statements by Fed Chief Powell relating to inflation, but I don't see inflation as a major barrier. I still believe technology wins, and that's how you should position your portfolio. And that's straight talk from the man himself, GLers. Do yourself a favor and check in with Josh today. Give him a call for that free 48-minute financial consultation and do so by calling 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. Josh, as always, thanks so much for the time and the chat, and we'll talk to you again next week. See you later. Thanks. Have a good weekend. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.